Hi there, everyone. This is Brayden and Tally with the voice of my beloved podcast. Uh, we haven't uh, we haven't been able to make it out here to the podcast studio lately. There's been all kinds of stuff going on here. Uh, we've had two events uh, with the uh, missionaries uh, from Sudan, which that was a huge blessing. Uh, really appreciated them coming and get, uh, taking their time to come down here and encourage us. Uh, and then we had Colin and Nancy come, and that was that was a great gathering. We had about. 140 people come yeah, out. Yeah, above rubies. Yeah, it was a great time of encouragement. Rubies. Yeah, yeah. That's oh man. Yeah, they. If you ever, if you ever need to be fired up, you need to just go listen to a teaching by Colin or Nancy, and it'll just it'll get you going. It's good. Yeah, <laughs> they're not, they're not lacking at all in zeal uh, as they as they grow older and get, you know, go more into the elder years. It's, it's absolutely inspiring. I want to be like that. <laughs> uh, yeah, so we've had the two events and we're looking forward to Sukkot. We've got Sukkot coming. It's coming very fast. It's just, it's very hard to believe. It's only, what, a little over a month away. And so we've got quite a few families signing up and we're excited about that. And then the other, well, there's two other big news things. One of them is that miraculously, um, a lot of our, our friends and community members and family, uh, here got the last minute go ahead from the Israeli government to come or go to Israel and pick grapes, uh, and, and be able to actually work in the vineyards and get the grape harvest this year, which is a total miracle because their crew was about six, I think, before they got this, go ahead. Now they've, That's they've including increased a couple children, I think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They were, everyone was bringing out their like three and four year olds to go out and do whatever they could with their picking grapes. Yeah. And typical year would be around they, 200, 250. So they were really scratching yeah. their heads trying to figure out how they're going to get the harvest in this year. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a total praise and, and, uh, answer to prayer that, um, that they approved the, uh, what I think it was 50 people. Yes. 50 people. So, yeah. So, and they're going to be there for three months and they're going to, these are some of the, they're, they're really going to whip out the, the grapes. I think, <laughs> I think they're going to uh, probably do as much as what they've done every other year. They got a lot of uh, people that are just anxious, I think to just so excited to be there and be allowed to be in the country. So, uh, so yeah, so we've been over the past week saying goodbye to most of the people on the base here on the campus. And so, um, so that's been sad, nice. We're glad that we can be a part of what's going on in Israel. Um, sad that we're saying goodbye to everyone. We'll miss them. Rejoicing with those who rejoice. Rejoicing with those who rejoice. A awaiting our time uh, when we can get the go-ahead to go over uh, as well. And so, uh, in other big news, we're going to be having a baby here soon. It's, it's, it's coming. And so... Uh, I'm not sure what podcast life will look like at, <laughs> in, the, in the coming future here. Uh, so we've been doing a lot of reading. I've been big time going through my house, and that's with my mom. She's been amazing. Uh, and, and Brayden and everyone else in the world has been helping me too. So that's been, uh, it's been a huge blessing. We're getting more and more ready, seeing off our last people tonight. So 
We'll see when this whole thing happens. <laughs> so, uh, so anyways, we're going to jump into our song of songs here. Continue with the study. Uh, Brain, you want to explain the song that we listened to? I love this song. It's right on, King Jesus. No man can hinder me. <laughs> yeah, they. they I, this this is, choir really, they they hit it out of the park, though. Yeah, <laughs> I remember this song. What we're going to be getting into today is talking about Yeshua coming up through the wilderness, and it just it sparked my memory. I remember hearing this song, sang it in a choir one time, and I thought this is a good song. So we just looked it up and found this choir singing it. Oh yeah, they did great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and if you saw their hand motions too, it'd be they were really into it. it yeah. <laughs> so he's coming up. He's he's riding on in victory. So we have we're here in Song of Solomon's chapter three, verse six. Who is this coming out of the wilderness like pillars of smoke, perfumed with myrrh and frankincense, with all the merchants' fragrant powders? So who is this? We have this question asked in Psalm 24 as well. Who is this king of glory? And I think that question, who is this? It's, it's a good question. It should spark our curiosity. Mm-hmm. Who is this? We, you know, we don't want to ever lose that question. Who is this? You know, that he would come and redeem me, mm-hmm. that he would actually think about me. Who is this? You know, and so that's, that's the question we have in this section of the song. Who is this coming out of the wilderness? And we see here a picture of Yeshua coming out of the wilderness of the world. He came to the world. He came, endured the hardships of human life, and he's coming up out of this wilderness like pillars of smoke, mm-hmm. perfumed with myrrh and frankincense. So we're going to unpack this a little bit here. So Yeshua, he overcame. He overcame the world. Right? He said, be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. He came out of the wilderness of the world, and he's perfumed with myrrh. And this myrrh is, as we mentioned before, it's a, it's a symbol of sacrifice. It's, it's, uh, it's Psalm 45, verse 8. It says, all your garments are scented with myrrh mm-hmm. and aloes and cassia. So all that Yeshua does, your garments speak of your actions, right? Uh, we see in the end, the bride is her, her, the righteousness, her, her garments, mm-hmm. her linen garments are, are a, picture symbolic of her righteous deeds, right? Mm-hmm. So Yeshua's garments here, they're scented with myrrh and this myrrh is his sacrificial life. He had everything. He gave it all up. He mm-hmm. gives up everything to come redeem us. So he's coming out of the wilderness of this world with this myrrh, this, this powerful fragrance of myrrh on him. Mm-hmm. So uh, just a beautiful thing. I think, you know, as we want to grow in his likeness, it's something that I believe that we'll be called to embrace, uh, that our garments also would be perfumed with this myrrh of giving, of, of yielding, of sacrificing for the sake of others. Mm-hmm. This, is, this is one of the chief, it's one of the chief, uh, what's the word I'm looking for, characteristics of our bridegroom. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's, he's one who gives of himself. He, mm-hmm. There's nothing selfish about him. He's a giver. He wants to give to us life and life abundant. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love the wonder that's uh, with that question too, the who is this? It's like there's such a wonder to it, you know, and I think that's something that we're called to as well is to just always be in a state of wonder. You know, it's like there's, you never see anyone in the Bible who actually um, like sees pictures of the throne, sees an angel and isn't just like totally amazed, like totally shocked, like, you know, uh, on their faces. (gasps) Oh my, you know, and it's like, these aren't people that were oblivious to 
right uh, to the seasoned apostles but yeah (laughs) these are some very connected folks that are just totally who is this you know and I, I just think that's that's a really neat thing you know that we all should be called to that thing like is just to be in that state of wonder you know that there's there's so much more amazing glory that we can't even that we can't even fathom yeah I love Hebrews 4.15. It says, For we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weaknesses, but was in all points tempted as we are, yet without sin. So here it's another verse talking about Yeshua coming out of the wilderness, out of the the fallen world, but he was he was able to do it without being at all spotted by it. But he he knows how to sympathize with us because he's experienced it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also, or go ahead. Yeah, no, I, I was just thinking too just of you know, this whole description coming out of the wilderness, um, just to, you know, just to remember where we were last time, um, there was this time of separation where the bridegroom went off, you know, uh, made a call to the, to the Shulamite, to the, the beloved, and she didn't go. And then she had this rough time that she went through and there was this kind of wilderness season kind of on both sides in that. And then, um, you know, just seeing the glory as he's coming out of the wilderness, like that there's um, just such awe about that, you know. And and I think it's something that we have to to really um, uh, understand and lay hold of the the glory that's on the other side of the wilderness, right? <laughs> you know, the promised land uh, that's that's on the other side, and also the necessary place that the wilderness has like it's necessary um and it's necessary for you know for holiness and um and i and i just love that you know because um the you know we were we've read uh, some some marriage books by gary thomas gary thomas yeah. yeah and he one of his things that that he talks about with marriage is he says um, marriage isn't for happiness it's for holiness <laughs> and uh it's good we can have both but <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah not to say that there isn't any happiness but that's not the like that's not the depth of it and just like the um the wilderness season these hard seasons are what create just such a a depth and uh, yeah and i would just plug in there too if you're looking or know a couple that would like a, a nice marriage book it's one of our favorites it's called cherish yeah. by gary thomas it's a great great book if you're a couple out there listening yeah. looking for a good book to read through together mm-hmm. yeah i just love it and and you know it's always supposed to be this picture our marriages you know are always supposed to be this picture of this heavenly thing this bride bridegroom um relationship and so yeah it's, it's beautiful the picture here yeah i love as i was studying this section this this whole uh, question of who is this coming out of the wilderness is actually said twice in the Song of Songs. First, it's here about the bridegroom, Yeshua. And then later on in the song, in chapter 8, verse 5, the same thing is said except about the bride this time. Mm-hmm. And it says, who is this coming out of the wilderness, leaning on her beloved? Mm-hmm. And so here we have this whole picture of Yeshua going before. Mm-hmm. He's, he has already plowed the way for us to also come through the wilderness but when we come through, we'll be leaning upon him, mm-hmm. leaning upon the victory that he has already accomplished. Uh-huh. And so there's this real uh, point of us yielding. Uh, you know, the way that we make it through the wilderness is not by our own strength. We're not, you know, just saying, look at me. I made it through. I'm so strong. We're leaning. We're leaning upon him and receiving of the strength that he has. Mm-hmm. You know, the, he overcame the world. So, yes, then we overcome the world. Right. And I also love something I read about even the, the whole New Testament itself it was written by persecuted believers, about persecuted believers, 
or persecuted believers, mm-hmm. right? You know, basically they're writing to these people that are going through the wilderness. They're going uh-huh. through hardships. And so I believe it's so key for us to wrap our minds around that, this myrrh that is talking about mm-hmm. that Yeshua's garments are covered with. I believe in the end, the bride is also going to have this myrrh and we're going to go through hardships. We're going to come through the wilderness and we're going to be leaning upon him. We're going to grow in his likeness. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. And I think it's so important, you know, which we've mentioned, I'm sure many times before, but like just as Yeshua had his eyes on the goal, um, he had his eyes on the prize, you know, when he was going through that, like when he was suffering and laying down his life, um, he knew it was coming. He knew the reward. He knew that this whole this fragrance of myrrh and frankincense and the pillars of smoke like it's just it's just such an awesome thing you know that's what he saw you know he he saw that that was ahead of him so we can look forward and see the same things you know because sometimes it's it i mean it's it's painful the whole myrrh uh that to to bring out that that in that uh fragrance of myrrh is painful uh, right and so yeah it's something we need to know why why are we doing this? This is yeah, it's good. So not only myrrh, but also frankincense here is mentioned. He's got the perfume of frankincense as he's coming out of the wilderness. And this frankincense is, it's a symbolic of a lot of times you see in the sacrifices in the temple, frankincense is accompanied the sacrifice. And uh, you see it just in a lot of the temple service, frankincense being used. So this is symbolic of his priestly role. Yeshua is coming up out of the wilderness. He's, he's, he's prayed, you know, he's his, the, the incense of his prayer life. He's coming up out of the wilderness of this world with the incense of his prayer life to the father. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, he ever lives to make intercession, right? He's, he's one that is just full of this perfume of prayer mm-hmm. and, uh, and you know, his, his life in action, you know, at the myrrh, you know, he, he laid his life down. He, he agonized in Gethsemane. He uh, laid down his life on the cross. That's the myrrh. And then the frankincense would be his, would be symbolic of his, of his words, his prayers to God. John 17, you know, his high priestly prayer. Mm-hmm. He's praying to God for the people, for his disciples, for those who would believe. And so this is also something that, that he calls us to join in with him as well, to mm-hmm. join in not only in the myrrh, but also in the frankincense that we would also be those that intercede for the body mm-hmm. that we're, you know, that, that uh, fragrance would, would be a part of our lives. Mm-hmm. And then also we have like pillars of smoke throughout the Bible. We have smoke going along with the glory of God in Exodus 19. We see Mount Sinai is just covered with smoke as the glory of God comes down mm-hmm. in Isaiah six. Uh, we have holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory and the post of the door were shaken by the voice of him who cried out and the house was filled with smoke. So here we have again, the glory of God comes. There's a smoke that just accompanies it. <laughs> Joel 2.30 says, I will show wonders in the heavens and in the earth, blood and fire and pillars of smoke. So here the exact language is used here in Song of Songs, like pillars of smoke. And uh, Yeshua was that pillar of smoke. You know, you could just uh, imagine just this pillar of smoke, just this fragrant incense, but it's like a pillar just going right up from his life. Mm-hmm. Uh, ascending to God as he's coming through the wilderness. He's got it's just a pillar of smoke of incense, mm-hmm. fragrant worship to God. Mm-hmm. So then we have here in this verse as well, it talks about the merchants, fragrant powders. And we, we think of merchant. There's the parable that Yeshua talked about the merchant in Matthew 13, 45. It says again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant seeking beautiful pearls 
who, when he had found one pearl of great price, went and sold all that he had and bought it. So this can have two different applications. One for us, you know, that we see the beauty of the kingdom of God, this pearl, and we were willing to lay aside everything to pursue that one thing. It could also be referring to Yeshua himself. He had the glory of heaven. You know, he had this beautiful, beautiful place, and but yet he laid it all aside to come to the wilderness of this world in order to purchase us out of darkness. Mm-hmm. He, he basically sold all that he had and bought, bought us. Mm-hmm. You know, he bought us out of darkness. Yeah. So he, you could, you can interpret this passage as, you know, he's coming out of the wilderness with a merchant's fragrant powders. He's got this, this fragrant powder of the merchant on him mm-hmm. that he, he endured all the agony, agony of this world in order to, to buy us out of darkness. Mm-hmm. Uh, he saw us as a beautiful pearl to be purchased mm-hmm. out of the darkness. So I, I love that kind of the interpretation of the, of this parable as well. Mm-hmm. Just that he, he saw value in us. He saw us as something to be redeemed, something to be sought after mm-hmm. and, and decided to lay aside all the glory of what he had to mm-hmm. pursue us. So, wow. Amazing. Verse seven, behold, it is Solomon's couch. So this is an answer to the question. Who is this? Coming out of the wilderness, behold, it is Solomon's couch, or you could also say Solomon's bed. It's the Hebrew word mitah. With 60 valiant men around it of the valiant of Israel. Okay, so he's coming up out of the wilderness victorious. You know, he's sitting down. We could, I think we could speculate that that's, you know, if it's on a couch or a bed, he's sitting down. Uh-huh. So one of the things we can see here is he's coming out of the wilderness victorious. He's seated. He's seated right there on that. And so he calls us to sit with him in that victory over the world. Mm-hmm. Also, we see the valiant men around him. There's these valiant warriors. I think of the angelic host that is, you know, a great cloud of witnesses, right? Or also the angelic host that is surrounding this, this bed mm-hmm. that's coming out of the wilderness. And it's, it's a place of safety. Uh, it's a place where you, if you're there, then there's going to be warriors to defend you. There's going to be angels that can go out and do battle for you. Mm-hmm. Also, we look at the tabernacle in the wilderness. There were 60 pillars. So here we have 60 warriors in the tabernacle in the wilderness. There were 60 pillars of support for the tabernacle. So there's this, uh, there's this connection, it seems, of you know, the tabernacle and this, what's going on here in Song of Songs. Mm-hmm. Uh, that there was, this, you know, the tabernacle moved around too, right? Coming out of the wilderness, right? Right. And uh, so you kind of, you see this connection with the tabernacle and this bed or this couch that's coming up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm also thinking about um, just uh, the pillars of smoke. You know, a lot of times we, we actually have a family out in Colorado in the middle of uh big forest fires all around uh, and there's pillars of smoke that are going up (laughs) right and like just even in other parts of the bible where there are the pillars of smoke it it kind of was scary you know and i and i think that the presence of god is so awesome that it is scary you know we see that even at mount sinai you know the the children of israel just like moses you go up you know (laughs) we'll just stay down here you know like uh and that was you know lots of of smoke and uh and things and so i think like our natural um reaction at times to like these 
pillars of smoke. Like this awesome thing is to be scared. You know, who is this? What is this? You know, um, but I, I just look at this as, you know, with the 60 valiant men, there's 60 valiant men of Israel that are surrounding. You this, don't have to be afraid. <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's like, no, this is, this is a place of victory. Like this is a place of safety and, um, just how that's like, uh, that's the place for the bride. The bride isn't, isn't scared of, you know, just isn't in fear, you know, just, but knows that her relationship to her bridegroom is so strong. She knows she doesn't have to be scared, you know, and I, and I love that, that picture of, of safety. Right. Yes. Yeah, good. So also, you know, they're valiant men, they're also the valiant of Israel. So these are not just valiant men, mercenaries. They're not just really skilled warriors. They're also the valiant of Israel. These are men that will be gladly willing to lay down their lives to protect Solomon and his bride. Mm-hmm. So they're, they're these bodyguards of the king. They're mighty, mighty. They're able to, it's, it's emphasizing the point that it's a place of protection. Mm-hmm. You're going to be safe if you're right there. And then it goes on. They all hold swords. Verse eight, being expert in war. Every man has his sword on his thigh because of fear in the night. So mm. these guys, they're, they're ready with their swords just right there. It's yeah. not laying on the side, you know, even the nighttime they're, they're watching over you. I think it's Psalm 91, you know, it's daytime, nighttime. There's these warriors that are surrounding you. And one of the ideas is, is that we're all in this process of this journey through the wilderness. We're coming up, we're, we're leaning on Yeshua. We're leaning on his victory, but this place of protection, it's a picture of the surety of arriving to the wedding day, mm-hmm. arriving to that place of completion. Uh, there's a sureness to that. Mm-hmm. We, will, we will arrive to Revelation, the marriage supper of the Lamb, without a doubt, right? Because mm-hmm. there's, there's these warriors. There, it's, it's, a part, it's a part of God's plan right. that his people be made ready for that wedding day. Mm-hmm. And so we can, be, we can be assured of that. And so this whole description of the warriors that are around the bed, mm-hmm. you know, that are around this, this uh, place of, of closeness to the bridegroom, you know, that's a place of, of safety. And I, and I really just want to encourage all of you out there listening to pursue that place of closeness with the bridegroom as one of your first priorities. That is such a place of protection. Uh, of, of being close to him, of knowing him. This is eternal life to know him. This is what you want to pursue. This is what you want your, the days of your life to revolve around. It's a place of protection. Mm-hmm. When, once we uh, get away from that place of, of seeking him, of loving and knowing him, that's, that's not so much of a place of protection. You know, that we kind of, uh, I think we're sometimes remove ourselves from that place of angelic protection or, uh, or God's, you know, covering, you know, mm-hmm. but, but in that place of, of seeking him, of being on his couch, as it says, coming out of the wilderness, this is the place where there's, there's great safety. Make the first commandment your goal. And that's, that's God's protection in your life. Mm-hmm. That's God's, it's, it's one of the safeguards that you can have in your life is that when you pursue that, number one, pursue the first commandment as a number one goal and you can be confident in him bringing you to that place of the marriage supper of the lamb. And that's, that's exciting. Yeah. Yeah. And this also speaks of basically just how, I mean, we're kind of the, this whole, this whole story here involves war, you know, like it involves right. battle 
And I think that's something we have to really know as well that, yeah, there's war. There's, there's some times where it might be very scary if we don't see the 60 valiant men, <laughs> you know, right. like there are times where, you know, in this journey of getting prepared, of making, you know, getting ready as a bride that um, there's going to be some, some scary times if we don't see and understand the valiant bridegroom who has gotten the victory and is coming up with 60 valiant men of Israel that are right. experts in war, right. you know, that are there in the night. Yeah. They're there in the night, you know, with their swords, they're experts and they've, they've got these swords for the night, you know? Right. The, and so I think that's something that we really have to, to understand just the, that, you know, cause, because it's, it's not an easy road, you know, mm -hmm. it's not a, it's, it's not a one that where it's, you know, dancing through the fields uh, of flowers. This is this is a war a war zone that we're going into. You know, to get ready, and so we need to know that. Yeah. yeah. Historically, they say you know Solomon. He we know that he married several different uh, women from different countries surrounding Israel, and this was it was a peace making move, right? To try to you know if if you're married to the next door neighbor's uh, country daughter, then that king's not going to want to fight against you. Well, my daughter's there. I'm not going to fight against that country, right? So <laughs> Solomon, he was a real, uh, you know, he's a diplomat in that way. He's like, he wants he to try Shlomo. to... He was yeah, the peace The guy, peacemaker, right? yeah. <laughs> so this actual scene of, you know, the wedding procession coming up from Egypt, you know, he go, he, we know that he marries Pharaoh's daughter, right? And, and so there's, there would have been this procession, and a lot of times these processions would have been a target for robbers along the way. Mm -hmm. So, but, but this one has got 60 valiant men around it, you know, mm -hmm. so th there it's, it's, it's going to arrive to its destiny, right? right so right. that's the encouragement. The takeaway from this passage is for all of us out there that are, you know, wanting, we're desiring, oh, I want to be ready. I want to be with the oil in my lamp. When he comes, we, we just keep, keep our eyes on him, keep our focus on staying close to him. And it's sure you're going to arrive to your destiny. Solomon's the, the bridegroom, you know, Solomon in, in the actual story, but you know, the, spiritually speaking, our bridegroom Yeshua is going to bring us to the place of the wedding to Jerusalem. He's coming back to Jerusalem. Mm -hmm. He's going to bring us to this place. It's sure. It's right. a sure thing. There are 60 valiant men around, around him. And, uh, and the warriors of heaven are so much stronger right. than, than anything this world can put up against them. Right. And, uh, you know, and really whether we live or die, right? The, the, the death thing can sometimes be, you know, it's called, the scripture calls it the sting of death, right? It's mm -hmm. just like, you know, a little, a bee sting, you know, a <laughs> sting, you know, it's like, it's got a little sting to it, but oh you know, whether we live or die, we're, he's going to help us, you know? And so I, I love this verse in Jude. It's in Jude one i I'll sing it for you. It says, now to him who is able to keep you from stumbling and to present you faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy. To God our Savior, who alone is wise, be glory and majesty, dominion and power, both now and forever. Amen. Take that song, learn it, digest it, live it out. You're going to be presented faultless before him. Through the blood of Messiah, you can be faultless to stand before him, to be brought to the wedding day with a pure white linen garment. This is our hope. This is our glory. 
So go forth in strength. Amen. This is Braden and Tally reminding you to listen to the voice of your beloved bridegroom. He is coming quickly. Yeshua, my bride.